Hello everyone, how's everyone doing? This is the Cool Guy Podcast, but it's a special edition. It's a special sports uh, edition. Man, this uh, last few days have been jam-packed with sports and I just cannot contain myself. Like I needed to create this special recording so that I can put all of my thoughts out there into the universe because here at home, I can't tell my wife, I can't tell my kids, um, so I need to tell somebody, you know, and I don't get to speak sports with everyone uh, about football and soccer and baseball, so I thought, why not? Why not just put it on a podcast since I'm already doing it, you know? Why not just uh, keep doing it and uh, maybe we'll branch out and do sports talk with a Jesus twist. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think, man, but what an incredible weekend. It's been uh for us here in Portland, Oregon, we've been experiencing a lot of snow and a lot of icy weather, like all the streets have been covered in ice for the last few days now. And this past uh, Sunday, you know, we even suspended our our in-person celebration at church. We did it online. And for the first time in a long time, I was able to watch a lot of football this weekend. And man, oh man, does the NFL not disappoint. Wow. That is what I have to uh, start things off with is saying, wow, you know, whenever the Cowboys are involved and they're involved with losing in the first round of the playoffs, man, that makes me feel pretty good, even though my team isn't in the playoffs, which, yes, I know my team sucks. My team is the New York Giants, and they're not doing the best right now, but we're praying for them, okay? We're praying for things to turn around. We're praying for wisdom, and we're praying for, you know, them to to get a handle of their organization, man, and make the right deals and not give Daniel Jones an extended contract worth millions of dollars when he is not your franchise quarterback. But that's a whole nother subject in itself. We're not going to talk about the Giants today. Today, we're going to talk about the wild card playoffs and everything that happened over the weekend. There was a lot of excitement. I'm sure anybody that's listening to this right now, uh, you guys are sports people. You guys know sports. You have your teams, which I would be interested in knowing who are your teams in football, baseball, soccer, whatever, whatever sport it is that you like. I want to know who your team is. My team, uh, like I just said, for football is the New York Giants. In baseball, uh, it's the Los Angeles Dodgers. I've been a fan of the Dodgers since 1988, man. So I follow them whether they win or lose, which mainly has been losing in the last few years. But we're excited about some of the moves that they did uh, in this offseason, which we'll talk about a little bit in a few minutes. Uh, and then in soccer, it's Real Madrid, Real Madrid. Um, you know, so sorry, Barcelona fans. Sorry to break your hearts. I go for Real Madrid, man. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to talk about them a little bit, too, in just a few minutes. And as far as basketball is concerned, I like the Lakers. Um, yes, the Lakers. All the teams that everybody probably is hating on. I'm not a Blazers fan. Sorry to break your heart again. I'm not a Seahawks fan. Man, I don't know how many listeners I'm going to have at the end of this podcast. But anyways, I guess that's what makes sports so cool, right? What makes it so exciting is that everybody roots for somebody uh, different and we're all passionate about it. So let's get started, man. Saturday was wild card, um, the playoffs for football. And I want to start off by saying that I have been very impressed by the Houston Texans. I'm so impressed with what 
C.J. Stroud has been able to do. He was the first-round draft pick for the uh, Texans, the Houston Texans, and he's only 22 years old, and this is his first year in the NFL, and he's already beat the Browns in a playoff game, an impressive win, 45-14, to 14. and what I like the most about Stroud is the very first thing that he said when he was being interviewed. I don't know if you guys caught it, but he was being interviewed right after the game. And the first thing he said is, man, I got to give it up to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what's up, man. Shout out to JC for also saving Stroud, man. But besides that, the way that he's playing, uh, the po the poise that he has, like not cracking under the pressure, like that has been very impressive. Shout out to the Houston Texans for getting a long deserved playoff win, right? Uh, that was just one of the games um, that happened that day. And then the other game that happened was the Chiefs over the, the Dolphins, which I got to say, man, like I was pretty disappointed in that game. I thought that it would be the Chiefs winning it, but I thought the Dolphins would be able to put up more of a fight. I thought that, um, you know, they had a lot of weapons. Man, sadly, they had a lot of injuries, too, that really hurt them towards the end of the season. But, man, like the Dolphins, like, I don't know if it was because I watched them on hard knocks. So I felt like, you know, like, like I almost felt like I was cheating on my team because I was rooting for the Dolphins and liking Tyree Kill. And I like McDaniels and Tua. And, um, yeah, I was kind of cheering for them, man, you know, but it sucks that after having you know such a great season to put up a, a very disappointing uh wild card exit against the chiefs and man was it cold there right it was cold out there and i guess i don't know what side you fall on man but maybe taylor swift is the lucky charm for for the chiefs right i think they've only lost one game uh since she started dating uh travis kelsey man so who knows right who knows what is going on there I don't know what your feelings are about the NFL and Taylor Swift and how they always have to include her. I got to say here in the house, man, when I'm watching football, the girls will watch football with me just to see if Taylor Swift is going to come out, just to see if Tay Tay, as I like to call her, will make a special appearance on camera. And you better believe if she's in the stadium, the NFL cameras are going to find her, right? I think it's pretty cool, though. I think it's cool that she is supporting her boyfriend, um, Travis Kelsey, she's always got the Chiefs gear. She's up in the state in the, you know, the uh, what do they call those things? The suites with Travis Kelsey's mom. And and I see uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, wife in there, too. And they're like cheering and celebrating. I think it's pretty cool, man. I'm not much of a Taylor Swift fan, per se, as far as her music is concerned. Like I listen to a few of her songs because, you know, my girls like some of their songs that we let them listen to. Um, but overall, I think it's cool. I don't know what you think about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, but I think it's love, man. A lot of people were saying that it's not real. It's all staged. They were saying that, you know, it was just a move by the NFL to get more ratings, to get more people involved. You know what, man? Whatever it is that is going on, I like it. But if you ask me, I'm being less cynical now, okay? I'm not being so cynical, and I believe in love, and I believe that Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift have found love. Let's pray that they find Jesus now, right? All right, guys. But the 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 story of the of the weekend for me, and this is the one where you know I I just I couldn't contain myself. I couldn't keep quiet. I was cheering the whole time. It was the Cowboys 
getting blown out at home by the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love, a first a first year rookie playing in his very first playoff game. Like, come on, Cowboys, you gotta be better. And this is <laughs> I think this is one of the reasons why I dislike the Cowboys the most in the entire NFL. Like, not only are they our division rivals, you know, as a Giants fan, but even if I wasn't Giants, a Giants fan, let's say I was a Dolphins fan, I would not like the Cowboys. And I think the biggest reason is the Cowboys fans. Like, I think that fan base got spoiled when they were in that dynasty and they won like three Super Bowls in a row or whatever it was. And everybody keeps waiting for that Super Bowl to come by again. I mean, they've been one of the best teams in the NFL now for the last 10 years. And they've laid an egg, man. Like, the last time that they won a Super Bowl was in 1996, almost 25 years ago. But all of their fans keep holding on to that title and, and throwing it in your face. It was almost 25 years ago. What have you done lately? What have you won lately? Cowboys, you guys were 12 and 5 this year. You were the 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 you guys won the division. You guys had a home a home game against who you probably thought was gonna be uh, uh, an easy win over the Green Bay Packers. You guys got blown up. I don't hear the Cowboy fans being uh, loud and obnoxious the way that they usually are. I don't know how many Cowboy fans we got listening to today, but I hope you guys find Jesus, man, because you guys need to stop being Cowboy fans. <laughs> We're currently recruiting bandwagon uh, uh, fans over on the Giant side. Hey, man, I would jump on the Giants bandwagon now because let me tell you they're gonna be good all right but come on guys like i am so like tired of hearing about the cowboys and their past victories like come on man you guys were 12 and 5 you have dak prescott who's coming off of a four-year contract 160 million dollars yeah he had one heck of a season but in the playoffs he's been two and five in the playoffs like come on guys you got to do better and what about the eagles what the heck happened to the eagles like i legitimately like um jalen hurts like i think he's a great quarterback i think he is a little overhyped i think he's great with his legs uh his accuracy is good like his throwing is is above average but I genuinely like him. I think he's just overall a good guy. And, you know, seeing him lose in the Super Bowl, like, I was actually cheering for him. You know, I was cheering for him. And um, they started the season, like, they, okay, so they finished the season 11-6, and six, right? Great. They had a fantastic, uh, they had a fantastic record. But they were 10-1 and one to start the season. They lost to the Jets. Like, how do you lose to the Jets? But then after that, like, I mean, they went one and five to end the season. One and five losing to my Giants the last game of the season. And then they got blown up in the first round against 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield, losing 32-9. to What happened to the Eagles? They had, during the 10-1 run that they had, they beat the Chiefs, they beat the Bills, they beat the Cowboys, they beat the Dolphins, and then they just disappeared. They stopped flying. They got shot up in the air and they couldn't fly anymore. Like, what the heck happened to the Eagles? And what's going to happen to their head coach? Is he going to get fired now? Like, I am still in shock. Like, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. And don't get me wrong, the Eagles are a division rival for me too, so I'm not cheering for them. But I was expecting them to turn it around against the Bucks. I know that they were playing in Tampa, but my God, like, what happened to the Eagles? And Josh Chavaria, my buddy, I feel for you, bro. You guys lost the Super Bowl last year. Everybody thought they would be the favorites to make it again this year. And they lost in the first round. My bad, bro. Praying for you, man. Hope that uh, you find strength and comfort through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But, man, what happened to the Eagles? Anyways, guys, uh, those were some of the th main things that happen and what a great story for the Detroit Lions right they had not been in the playoffs for actually I should say they had not won a playoff game since 1992 1992 was the last time that the Lions won a playoff game and it was just it's a good story man I like the Lions now I'm rooting for them uh, I saw them on hard knocks too I like Dave Campbell I like Hutchinson I just like their team I like you know the way they play uh football and I like the underdog story too man this is a great underdog story and I really hope that they they continue to play well am I becoming a Lions fan too like I'm liking the Dolphins I'm liking the Lions all the hard knocks teams you know um, but no, no, no. I am a Giants fan. So let's see what the Lions can do next week on Sunday. Let me see here. I have the schedule here in front of me. On Saturday, we got the Texans against Baltimore. And then we got a juicy one, man. The Packers against the 49ers. And then on Sunday, we got Tampa Bay playing the Lions. And then you can't beat Kansas City against Buffalo. I'm most excited to watch Buffalo and Kansas City, it's always a great game. It's always a great matchup. And Buffalo too, man. I'm I'm cheering for Buffalo. I hope that they win. Um, I hope all the Taylor Swift fans don't come after me. But I hope Buffalo wins. They always have the potential. Everybody always picks them. But they just can't put it together in the playoffs, man. And I would like to see them beat Kansas City and be one step closer to being to the Super Bowl. But if you're asking me for my predictions, oh, obviously I'm excited to watch Green Bay beat the 49ers. Yes, I said it. I hope Green Bay beats the 49ers, man. I'm not a 49ers fan at all. I think they have a great team. There's just a lot of rivalry, a lot of history between the 49ers and the Giants. And uh, I don't know, man. Their fans are a little obnoxious as well. <laughs> I'm not going to have any more friends after this podcast, right? Uh, but, you know, in all seriousness, I think, San Francisco has a great team. They have great weapons. I love Brock Purdy, man. I really like him. Um, and uh, I hope they, how do I say this? Like, I hope they do well because they're expected to do well. But I'm not going to be disappointed if the Packers win. But uh, my prediction for the Super Bowl, since I know you're all wondering and interested in knowing, and that's why you tuned in. Uh, so we got the Texans, the Ravens, 49ers, Packers, Lions, Bucks. 
Chiefs and Bills. My playoff or my Super Bowl prediction is going to be the Baltimore Ravens against the San Francisco 49ers. But I expect the Baltimore Ravens to win. I'm going to say 23 to 21 there. I put it out there. It's recorded now, and uh, we'll see how this production does. But as far as predicting the, the divisional weekend, I'm going to pick uh, Baltimore over the Texans, even though, uh, well, you know, even though J.C. is on, on the Texan side, obviously, with C.J. Stroud, man, and, and CJ, uh, J.C. is all about doing miracles. So maybe there will be another miracle in Baltimore. This time, the Texans winning there on the road. But um, I would... I wouldn't be surprised if, man, this is, I, I don't know that I can say this, but the way the Packers played, you know what's so funny is that they were interviewing the the San Francisco 49ers head coach and they were asking him about preparing for Dallas. And he said that they started preparing for Dallas after the second half of their game against the Packers. That's crazy, man. That is funny. I'm going to pick the 49ers to beat the Green Bay I'm gonna pick the Lions to beat. I'm gonna pick the Lions to beat uh, Tampa Bay, and my gut is telling me that even though I want Buffalo to win, I think Kansas City will pull it off because if only if Taylor Swift is in Buffalo to watch the game. If Taylor Swift is in Buffalo, then KC is gonna win it. If she's not then Buffalo should win this. All right, guys, that is uh, the playoff, the NFL breakdown uh, for, the, for the playoffs. Just a few other things that I want to mention that have happened that I'm really excited about. I mentioned that I'm a Dodgers fan, and, man, the Dodgers have really gone out there and spent some money. They signed Shohei Otani for 10 years, $100 million, for a $100 million contract, 10 years, and they just signed the next Japanese, uh, this Japanese pitcher that you may or may not had heard of, Yoshinobu Yamamoto. He's uh, signed for 12 years, $325 million. The Dodgers have spent $1 billion in this offseason. They acquired some other, um, this other pitcher, Glad. Uh, Glads, Gladsnow, I, I I can't remember the pronunciation pronunciation of his name. They signed him, and they have spent one billion dollars this off season. I hope that I can make it to Los Angeles to Dodger Stadium, Chavez Ravine, and be able to watch Otani play. Man, I am excited about Shohei Otani ever since he came into the league. Uh, he's been compared to Babe Ruth. That's quite a comparison. I mean that that's saying a lot. But um, he's been good other than the injuries uh, that have come through pitching, you know, his elbow. I think he's had two Tommy John surgeries um, and he didn't pitch last year. He's not expected to pitch this year. But with his bat, my God, does he have some power? Does that ball jump off his bat? So I'm excited to see him added into the Dodgers lineup. And I'm excited to see Yamamoto and see if he's worth the the, the contract that they gave him, see if he lives up to the hype coming from Japan. Um, I, the last great Japanese pitcher that I remember is Hideo Nomo, as far as the Dodgers are concerned, and he played well. So if he can do what 
Um, Hideo Nomo did. That would be a win for the Dodgers. But I'm really excited for that as well. Um, another thing that happened over the weekend was, I'm telling you, there was so much sports, man. I didn't know what to do with myself. Another thing that happened was El Clasico, Real Madrid against Barcelona. Real Madrid beating them 4-1. to one. And I thought this was a, a cool stat. They have played 252 times in El Clasico, and Real Madrid has a record of 104 wins to to Barcelona's 100 wins, and they have 52 ties. Man, every time they play, it's uh, it's it's hyped up, um, and um, yeah, interested in knowing who you go for in that regard. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up. The last thing I wanted to mention was uh, the firings or the, the the coaching vacancies that also took place in the NFL. Bill Belichick, man, is no longer with the Patriots. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but it's going to be weird to see him coaching a different team. He was with the with the Patriots for 24 years with six Super Bowl titles. And then Pete Carroll is out as the Seahawks head coach. He was there for 14 years, had one Super Bowl. Actually, he should have had two Super Bowl wins, right? But let's not get into that. I know God hasn't healed your heart just yet, man, but I'm praying for you guys. But, yes, they should have had two Super Bowl wins, but he has one. And then Nick Saban, he's retiring. He was a NFL coach for a little bit. He didn't have a successful career coaching in the NFL, but he had 17 years with the Crimson Roll Tide, Alabama, winning six national titles, and he also called it quits. He is retiring, and I'm excited to see now a new generation of head coaches and what kind of legacy they're going to leave behind. So that's something to look forward to, to see where these coaches are going to land. There's a lot of vacancies and maybe more vacancies to come after the, you know, the Cowboys and the Eagles, the way that they lost. I don't know. Are they going to file McCarthy? Are they going to file Sirianni? I don't know, man. But uh, one thing that I want to leave this podcast with today is, is just that, what I just mentioned, legacy. Um, you know, Bill Belichick, 24 years, six Super Bowls with the Patriots. Pete Carroll, 14 years, one Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks. And Nick Saban, 17 years with Alabama, six national titles. Talk about faces of football. Talk about influence. Talk about, you know, living their calling. Let's make sure that whatever we do, guys, we're leaving a legacy behind for others to follow. Let's make sure let's make sure that whatever we do, we do passionately. Let's make sure that whatever we do, we do with the intention of bettering other people and those around us. Let's look at our lives. If you're married, you're the head coach of your family. What moves are you making to better position your family to be successful? What are you doing to position your kids, you know, to to have a bright future? What kind of a legacy are you leaving behind? You know, my prayer is that as as ministers, I, I, I'm sure a lot of you that are listening are 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 um, are Christian like I am. We've you know, uh, we're not shy about saying that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And if that's the case, like I pray that you're leaving behind a legacy in the ministry that you serve in the area where God has called you. 
I hope that you're leaving a legacy behind for many to see. What will people see? What will people say 24 years after, you know, you you leave the church where you're at or the ministry or God calls you somewhere else? What are they going to say after 14 years, after 17 years? What are they going to say about you? What legacy are you going to leave behind? So I just wanted to leave that in your heart, you know, and let you know you're doing a great job. Maybe, you know, you're new to church. Maybe you're new in your ministry. Maybe whatever the case may be, man. Remember that we're doing all of this for JC. We're doing all of this to glorify Jesus Christ in our lives, who is our Lord and Savior. And at the end of the day, I mean, he is the reason that we do what we do. This, Believe it or not, even though we're talking sports, even, you know, but I wanted to make sure that despite talking sports and being passionate about that, that you know that my greatest passion is Jesus Christ. And my biggest passion is my family. And my greatest passion is, you know, serving uh, in my church. And one of the th- other things that I'm very passionate about is sports. And that's okay. That they, they can be mixed in. They can be intertwined, you know, but you cannot let sports be number one in your heart. You can't let Barcelona be number one in your heart. You can't let Real Madrid be number one in your heart. Whatever your favorite team is, you cannot let them take the place of Jesus, man. Jesus should always be number one in our hearts. Our family should always be uh, a top priority in our lives. And sports, man, sports is fun. You know, sports is fun. And and I love it. I love meeting people that are passionate about sports. I love seeing people get upset and, and, uh, and angry when their team loses. Like, that's what's up, man. But let's have that same... Uh, attitude towards Jesus. Let's have that same attitude towards the kingdom of heaven. When lives are saved, let's cheer like we just won the Super Bowl. If somebody is, is astrays from church and we see them disappear, like let's look for them, man. Let's lift them up. You know, they're part of our team. At the end of the day, we're all one team and JC is our head coach, you know, and let's let's make him proud and let's make sure that whatever we're doing, we're doing to honor and glorify Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, God the Father, but being guided by the Holy Spirit in everything we do. So, all right, guys, God bless you guys. Uh, today is is Tuesday. There's supposed to be another ice fall and snow, and I hear it, you know, coming down already outside my window. So I'm praying for all of you. Be safe out there. Be careful if you have to go out there. Make sure that you're going nice and slow, man. Who cares if people are flying by you? Think about your family. They need you to come home, okay? We need you guys. So please be safe out there. God bless you. And hopefully there'll be another uh, episode, another sports episode. So this is the cool guy, your host, Marvin. Love you guys. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Peace.